0: hey, hey pod nutsians welcome to android app addicts number 566 this is a patreon supported show no ads no hype no spin no promises to any uh, anybody except you the listener and today we are thanking tim laswell uh i'll just say this really good guy really good friend he's helped me a lot throughout the years uh without him i'm not sure how sane i would be uh with a lot of things. So I'll say thank you very much, Tim, for all the support and for being just a really nice guy. Uh, if you, too, would like to help uh, support this show, it's very easy. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash Android App Addicts, and you, too, can support us. Uh, Josh is on vacation, literally on vacation, what looked like in the middle of the lake, uh, having a really good time uh, with family. Ivor is uh, still recouping. He's looking much better, I'll say this, sounding much better privately. He believes he can make it next week, and I'll say, uh, I feel really bad, I was reminded today just how long uh, some of this break was, uh, and I feel bad that uh, I believe no Patreon was suspended or stopped during the whole time. Uh, So if you are a Patreon supporter and you feel like, you know, you were wrong, that I went more than a month without a show, and you still got charged. Please do, and do not hesitate. Let me know; I will happily give you your money back because I don't like it when it gets done to me. So I apologize in advance. Um, hardware news: I'll say this. We're hearing a lots of rumblings about Pixel devices. Which, if you're a longtime listener to this show, I don't like paying money and then I'm still a beta tester to a company. So I'm really not excited about the Pixel stuff. I'm happy to see them continuing on. I'm happy to see them doing more things, but that doesn't mean um, they're going to be good for anybody. Uh, they're going to be good for people who want that kind of thing. Now the lead camera guy left, he's now working for Adobe. The guy who did all of the smartness for the camera is gone. So I don't know how much better these next devices are going to be. Um, I will say since this show is going, uh, solo with just me, uh, the end people listening in the podcast will hopefully, uh, hear no difference. Uh, thanks to mastery of editing that was taught to me by Steve Cherubino. Um, But to the live listener who comes out Thursday night, this is going to be a much more interactive to at least their perspective uh, to where they will be able to help me partake in which stories to select, which stories to skip, because I literally have uh, easily five pages of links. Uh, Each link is four lines long, title of page, description, more description, URL. So lots of stuff going on here. Uh, The first bit of hardware news I'm going to talk about is uh, a really good guy out of uh, Texas named Jeff. Uh, sent me what I consider to be one of the one of the more awesome things I've gotten. Now I've gotten some really awesome things. Uh, the three best things I've ever gotten so far from listeners are uh, from Richard. I got an Upboard, which is a Raspberry Pi-based uh, Intel computer. Uh, my uh, handy-dandy, always trustworthy Pinebook Pro, which is one of the most shocking $200 buys I think I've ever witnessed in my life on how well it runs, how solid it runs. The third, which I showed, was what is called the pine phone, which is this from the same people who make the pine book. Uh, this, I believe was the very first edition that was sent out the UB ports edition. Um, I literally just got it today. Just unboxed it today. Um, I will say this. I am a Lennox weenie. Hi, I'm door to door geek. Some people even call me a maven. Some people call me a guru. I'm not, I'm just a nerd who loves Lennox. Um, that does not mean all of a sudden this show is going to be called pine phone. Addicts or PinePhone Progressive WebEx Addicts or not. No, no, no. The phone. This show is going to be Android App Addicts because even though I'm a extreme believer in the future of open source being everywhere, I do not perceive this being a viable platform for the masses for easily Four years? I was going to say three to four years, but easily four years. But this will be, I think, a tremendously fun device to mess around with. Being a Linux nerd, I can load Manjaro. I can load Debian. I can load Ubuntu. I can load Fedora. I can load Kali. Uh, There's a whole bunch of things I can do with this. I can literally just put it in my pocket and have it as a pocket hacking device. Um, It does have some um, mobile carrier support. haven't had a lot of time to play with that either. Uh, I literally just got today. But I'm going to just play with it. It's going to be a really good, fun device, keeping me excited about mobile technology. Okay, now in more hardware-related news, uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, one of them that caught my eye, and it's caught my eye only because it's different. Again, I like things that challenge the norm, try to do things other than other companies. Um, Lenovo is one of the companies, they walk that line between making the old, faithful things like a ThinkPad, but then they're also looking at making this, which is the the lenovo yoga x and the leak suggests it's an android tablet that when you plug up the right wire to it becomes an external monitor okay which some people say well that's stupid just have an external monitor that's stupid just have an android tablet i like the idea of i can have something that can i can use as an android tablet but then when i need to i can plug up to like a laptop or something else and use as an external monitor um I don't know I I have no problem in saying I have no idea how successful it's going to be. It's going to have to be a very fairly priced monitor uh in my belief uh and hopefully you'll have enough power to be a respectable Android tablet. I will say they've made their fair share of Android devices in the past. Some of them people liked, some of them people really did not like. Hopefully they this is the one that they make and people like, um, just because I like the fact that it is something that I consider to be absolutely completely different. Um, next up in the hardware side of things, we have the, uh, show me me band five fitness watch only available right now for pre-order, but pre-order brand new me, uh, band five for 42 bucks, 42 bucks seems like an absolute steal to me. Um, for a like bona fide fitness tracker that lasts for days and days and days, not just like a day or two. I want to say this lasted. uh, They expected to be ten days worth of charge. Um, With a, a fairly modest size screen, this is no little tiny screenette kind of thing, and it looks like it's full color. Um, forty two bucks, forty one ninety nine. Um, I'm not really the one to buy a fitness tracker, but I'll say, if I was to buy a fitness tracker, I don't need a three hundred dollar fitness tracker. Okay. In fact, I don't need a watch. I have everything else that's a watch already. My laptop's a watch, tablet's a watch, phone's a watch, everything's a watch. I have people around me. What time is it? I, you know, I, don't, I don't need a watch. A fitness tracker for that price would, I will just say, be appealing to someone like me. So if you're in the market for a, fit, for a fitness band slash watch in the next couple months, it's just on pre-order right now, $42, bucks, the Show Me Me Band. And again, Show Me is spelled X i a o m i okay speaking of show me uh they made some news over on giz china which is a site that i do go to quite frequently um they announced their 100 watt in air quotes super charge turbo charging technology um a lot of people understand a couple things uh what they don't understand is we're always moving forward doing better doing things people thought were unheard of um yes the past. Issues with fast charging was the heat. Well, you just find a better way to dissipate the heat, then you can charge faster. Okay. Uh show me unveiled a hundred watt supercharger. And I will say uh the next one is they also showed off uh Oppo showed off a hundred and twenty-five watt fast charging system where you can charge a four thousand milliamp battery in 20 minutes. Okay, that is near insane is what I'm gonna say or it will give you 41% charge plugged in in just five minutes. I will have no problem in saying these people are not going to pull a Samsung. They're not going to put a phone out that explodes. Okay. This is 2020. They've seen the mistakes made by others in the past. So thank you, Samsung for letting other people know what not to do. Uh, I have, I I have faith. I have good faith to believe that show me and oppo will do these fast charging things right now. With all that said, I still don't really want a fast charging station because I remember Ellis Owens back from mobile dynasty was in direct communications with a couple like um, um, ROM developers that were creating custom operating systems. And a couple of them were very hardware uh, intelligent. And two of them, I believe it was told him that the caveat is typically the faster the charge also means the faster the discharge it they said it is very difficult and very expensive to charge fast and discharge slow i'm not going to say they're right i will say it like this it kind of makes sense um so i'm going to wait for a lot of people to say while my fast charging battery lasts a while and while my fast charging battery like in a year still lasts a while um I can see having a fast charging device, but not charging it under the fast charging mode unless you have to. To me, it shouldn't be the kind of thing that that you should do every single day. Uh, And then we have something I absolutely had to bring only because I could hear like the voice of Ivor in my uh, ear. uh, And it is basically that some smartwatches and fitness trackers double as earbuds holders and I had to say that really slow. So you have a smartwatch or a fitness tracker and it doubles as an earbud holder, which seems a little bit slightly weird to me. But when I look at the pictures on this uh CNX dash software, it seems more plausible. Uh but 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 this is the old VCR DVD TV combo. The bit w- w- which means if one thing breaks, then more than likely the whole thing you're gonna have to throw away. Um I'm gonna guess. Now, if you can easily get replacement earbuds and stuff, then this becomes much more plausible. But it actually looks like this could possibly work and make sense. Where they have a picture of a watch and the two sides, there's the two earpieces, then they have like a, a thicker fitness tracker and the top opens up like a flip top, which I'm gonna guess that's a pretty thick one there. Um, and they have a picture of a couple other ones. Um, I'll just say it again. I really like it when people challenge the norm. Um, it seems like something that could get some kind of market share somewhere. I don't know if it'll be America or not, but uh, I'm all for competition. Uh, I'm all for having earbud holders kind of thing. Um, My current earbud holder is uh, quite literally just a little box that's taking up space in my pocket. So it isn't like I have the perfect solution kind of thing. Um, It works. it, It works as a battery too. So the bad thing is if, that is also holding your earbud. It also means you're going to get less battery life out of your watch. Now, if your fitness tracker is already working for 10 plus days between charges, then I can see it making a lot more sense as being an actual portable earbud holder slash fitness tracker, watch slash battery pack, which is a lot of slashes. Okay. Last one on the um, hardware front. This one I had to bring up only because I heard too many other people not understand at all, okay? Corning Gorilla Cl- Glass Victus promises 2X better scratch resistance, better brake protection, everything. And then they went to and said something about it scratching a diamond, okay? The secret to Corning Gorilla Glass is not the fact that it is hard, okay? It's the fact that it is both rigid yet flexible. If it was nothing but rigid, every time you would drop it, the thing would shatter to a million pieces. You cannot have something that's just rigid. It also needs to have a certain amount of flexibility to where when it does drop and it does experience torque, it does not break. Yet the surface of it does not scratch. And that's the secret why Corning is making all the money right now in their stuff. So expect Corning Gorilla Glass to never be able to scratch a diamond. That's not how it works. It's going to be flexible, like a roll up screen or a bendable screen, yet the surface of it will be able to take like your old infomercial key across it and not have visible scratches. That's what the ultimate like euphoric place for corning will be. Um, we'll see when they're going to make it there, because I tell right now. If you would show people these types of glass and the damage they can take even 20 years ago, they would think you have some magic stuff or you're running a scam because it seems implausibly possible that this could even happen. But I can tell you right now, Corning Gorilla Glass is the innovator when it comes to this kind of thing. Uh, nobody else i don't, seems like they can keep up with them or catch up with them. Um, so expect basically all phones shortly to have Corning Gorilla Glass Victus um, any day now, strictly any day now. Okay, first email here we have is from Steve W. Uh, hi, door Josh and Ivor. Just thought I'd drop you a quick email to check. You're all is okay. And have been missing your podcast over the last couple months. Hope everything is well with you and you're keeping safe. This was July 12th. We literally recorded a podcast. I want to say on the 9th and it wasn't getting released till the 13th. So I just basically replied to him, said that, you know, we are releasing an episode. Sorry. We went so long without a show basically, but thank you for sitting down, caring enough to uh, write us an email, uh, the long and the short of it you go back and listen to a DDG episode about uh, calcific tendinitis and spondaneasis I think I pronounced them both right. And I can't believe it. Um, shoulder damage, neck damage. Uh, uh, everything I was doing for it was wrong. Ivor had his issues. Josh had family stuff going on with stresses. So it was really, and then of course everyone with the COVID. Uh, so it was just really not, not a very fun time with it. Um, he does have a few apps. That I will take a look at here. Okay, he listed four apps in an email. I'm going to try to see if I can get around to actually sitting down with all four of them. The links will be in the notes. It's Meteorgram Weather Widget by Cloud Three Squared. Sofa Score Soccer Scores Stats and Live Sports Apps from Sofa Score. Uh, RSS Widget, which sounds good to me, by Wagwas Alzum. And then we have feed our newsreader weekend coders. Uh, I will say this, Stephen. I'm going to try to remember to send an email back. If you haven't taken a look at tiny, tiny RSS, uh, I have an instance running on one of my servers. I have no problem with creating you an account and giving you access to it. Then on your end, you just download the tiny, tiny RS reader. You can subscribe to feeds in that and access your feeds anywhere. Think of it as your own personal feed reader, uh, server slash application. I think it's really useful. Um, I will try to make sure these links are in the notes as well. Okay, first, like, um, website thing I just had to bring up. um, I went and did some more digging on progressive web apps showcasing is the way I'll put it. Uh, This one I found I thought was pretty good. Um, None of them seem complete. None of them have perfect searching features and options. But this one I did like, at least the look and feel of it. And it had a little bit more choice, I want to say. It is called progressivewebapproom.com. Um, I'll say this, a lot of popular games that we've seen other places, simple in web app form, uh, more than a couple productivity apps, more than a couple like lifestyle kind of apps, lots of travel apps that right now aren't getting any usage, uh, and lots of entertainment apps, news apps, a couple sports apps, shopping classified apps, and many tools, including the tomato work, pomodoro um, uh, timer a- a- application kind of thing. The real reason I love progressive web apps is I love the idea of being able to use it on a desktop, a laptop, a tablet, a mobile, a phone, or anything, and always experiencing the exact same look and feel, which I know is weird, but I like the, at least that concept, that idea of being able to do that. Okay. First app I want to talk about the real reason I wanted to talk about was it because it was completely free, ad-free, uh, no in-app purchases. I do believe it was all actually hosted on GitHub and completely free kind of code. Uh, it's called open scan, ether developers, productivity app, 59 reviews E for everyone. Pop, pop, pop. So I can see it when I'm editing. Do believe this is completely open source code. Uh, no permissions really needed. The only permissions that are needed are what I call normal per- permissions for the kind of app you can use as a like portable scanner. Uh, which is basically just photo, media, file, storage, that's it. It just needs the ability to access your camera, take a picture of something, and then OCR scan it into a actual file itself. Um, We've seen a bunch of these in the past. We've seen hundreds of these things in the past, but I love when people put them up with open ideals behind them, no in-app purchases, no ads, no nothing, just a simple, clean, super small, tiny download. Uh, currently 4.9 reviews, only 59 reviews. Um updated July 7th, 2020, 5.5 megs in size, only a thousand plus installs. Current version 1.0.0 requires 4.1 Android and up content rating E for everyone. Um, and, uh, has a, a Gmail address as a developer, but not an actual website, which isn't shocking for 2020. So if you need a simple, clean cut OCR scanner, check out open scan from ethereal developers. Okay. Um, review a quick email. Just, I'm not positive if we covered this or not. I haven't heard from Pete uh, for a little bit. This email came in May the 11th, so I'm going to guess we did take care of it. But it bears repeating either way. The email says, "Hi guys." A few weeks ago, Twitter disabled SMS notification of Twitter messages. I really liked this feature because it let me receive text messages containing the specific tweets of people I cared about. The Twitter app itself still lets me know these specific people have tweeted something, but then I have to scroll through or search to find out what they said. Okay, long and short of it is there is no simple app you can download, put in a Twitter handle, and it will take care of it for you. But the two solutions I know are Zapier and ITT, uh, if this then that, IFTTT. Uh, both of them have completely free tiers. Both of them you can simply log in, connect it to a Twitter account, and say, whenever this person tweets, send me. And you can say an SMS, and it will put the entire message in there if you want, or just the person's name, or both. Um, or you can have it sent to you as an email, or you can have it sent to an RSS feed, or you can send it have to a Google Doc, or you can have it in almost any way you can digest it using services like if this, then that, IFTTT. Um, so if you're missing that uh, instant gratification of this person just sent a tweet saying this, you absolutely have to check out uh, stuff like Zapier and if this, then that. They're the two best ways, I'll say, to do it. Okay, then up next, we have this app that I uh, saw on. I believe it was uh, Reddit slash R slash Android apps or new Android apps, something like that. Um, And it caught my eye uh, because A, no in-app purchases, B, no ads. When your app does that, you immediately have my attention because that means you have something else in mind. Uh, This app is called Buzzkill Notification Superpowers from Sam Rustin. Tools, E for everyone, $2.49 to buy. Tells you up front, this is what it's going to cost you. 75 reviews, 4.8 average reviews. Um, It is eligible for the family library. Uh, Updated July 25th, 2020, 3.2 megs in size. That's quite efficient there. Uh, 500 plus installs, current version 1.3.3, requires 7.0 Android and up. Content rating E for everyone. Permissions, it's going to need at least some access. And really all it says is modify secure system settings, control vibration, prevent device from sleeping okay um, offered by Sam Rustin uh, again that's pretty efficient code you got there Sam um, this is the application that you need if you want to have a stranglehold of your notifications or if you're really getting fatigue notification is the way I'll put it and hypothetically you'll say I want uh, emails from this person to just do nothing when I want emails from this company, to just give me a vibration. But if I get email from this person, give me a vibration and a notification sound, a custom notification sound for each. Um, you can also have reminders set. So if I uh, if there's a notification still in my shade, remind me again later kind of thing. Um, I have no problem in saying this is uh, taking something like Tasker and making it more digestible when it comes to notifications is the best way I can put it. Um, Uh, For two hours and forty nine cents, I I figured this was well worth the gamble. I have no problem in saying I love the fact that I can say, even if Google doesn't put it in the correct folder of you know they have the updates and the social and all that kind of thing. I like it the fact that I can say if an email comes across from this company, don't even give me a notification. I'll see the email when I need to see it. There's no rush to see it. But when I get an email from these other people, give me a notification sound and a buzz. It really did help not have as much notification fatigue in the last couple of weeks. And $2.50, if you don't have that sitting in your Google Opinion re- Rewards bucket, um, I don't know, walk to the store more or something. There's the more stores you kind of visit, the more likely you're going to get a Google Opinion Rewards uh, ping uh, on you. Uh, really good features, including... Cool down, dismiss, reply, vibration, remind me, undo, snooze, and many more. Uh, $2.50, in my opinion, well worth the money. Uh, really good job, Sam Russin. Thank you for making an ad, uh, a app with no ads, no crazy permissions, n- no in-app purchases, and you just buy once and you're done. Okay, um, Google Play Pass had some updates, had some modifications, had some enhancements. I don't mind saying that out loud. They had some enhancements. Um, Google Play Pass launching in nine more countries and adds a cheap annual subscription plan. Um, currently, they are charging me $2 a month, where I want to say the normal was $5 a month. If you buy a total of a year upfront, they're basically going to give it to you for half price. So instead of playing $5 a month, with would be $60 a year, you're paying $29 a year, which I'm going to say it like this. I am a supporter of Android. I'm a supporter of paying for what you like. I'm a supporter of supporting those who support you. I have not seen really any benefit at all whatsoever in any shape, way or form to being a Google play pass subscriber. Uh, I've been inundated weekly with nagging notifications to cash in on these mysterious mystic coins that can get me in-app purchases for apps I don't want to touch anyway. Um, But most of the things I wanted on the list I already had anyway. So if you're a holdout and you don't like buying apps, I encourage you to take a look at what apps and games are available on the play pass. Hypothetically, if there's three or four things on that list, it might behoove you to just pay the yearly fee and get all those apps basically forever because I haven't seen anything come off of the play pass yet. Um, I don't know if it's going to get better. I can say it wouldn't shock me if it doesn't get a whole lot better. Um, But I'm happy to see now Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, New Zealand, Spain, and the the UK uh, went to other, those are the other countries that have been now able to get play pass. And I want more people to play with it, to get it, to be honest, I do believe the more people that pay into this, the more they're going to make the system better for everybody. So that's why I got it. You know, I hope that Google makes it better for everybody to want this kind of thing. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off or not, but it's the kind of thing I would like to believe that they could do it is what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, this was an article I pinged on uh, computerworld.com, which you know, quite mixed feelings about computer world. Um, The title, of course, caught me because that's what clickbait's supposed to do. It says the Microsoft-Android transformation is about to affect us all. Blink and you might miss it, but Microsoft is little by little reshaping Google's mobile ecosystem for the better, and all signs suggest it's only getting started. Okay, I will just put it like this. This is not your older brother's Microsoft, you know what I mean? Because it used to be your grandfather's or whatever. This is not your older brother's Microsoft. They have pivoted at breakneck speeds in a lot of their ideals. I'm not sure their ethics or morals, but they at least want to give the impression they have. Um, I am okay. I am perfectly okay with Microsoft pushing their will on other companies as well as I'm perfectly okay with other companies pushing their will on to Microsoft. Um, no company has to react to it. Okay. If Android wants Android doesn't have to move a muscle for anything that Microsoft does or wants, unless it of course is in their both best interest, which I'm not going to say is in the end user's best interest, even though it could be. Um, I'd like seeing challenging, changing Ever-changing, dynamic things happening. Um, especially when it leaves out companies like Cisco, companies like Apple, you know, companies like Oracle. When it leaves them out of the fray, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, I have no choice but to use Microsoft five days a week for my nine to five job. Um, everyone agrees it's gotten remarkably better. I will say it's becoming more like Linux. Uh, them now taking on Android just tells me they're going to be more like Android. Um, they're going to be less of what they used to be and just keep moving forward and keep changing, migrating their own thought patterns. And what it means, um, I hope whatever happens, it's end users who are the ultimate victors and the ultimate you know, people who get the reward out of this um, weird merger hybrid ecosystem that's going to come forth. Um, Microsoft has already proven that they can make some of the, most best that other people say android apps ever some of their mobile apps are fantastic partially that comes from them buying the right companies who do android apps part of that i'm sure it just comes from them you know s- devoting uh, resources to it kind of thing making it happen um i don't like this person claim to understand how it's going to end i will say it it is going to be interesting um I don't think any one thing is going to win or come out on top, but I think it's going to at least be very interesting. Okay. Next we have something that I easily understand why people would question, you know, why you would do something. Do you trust them? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. First, let's say it like this. I don't use a VPN for security reasons. I have nothing to hide. There is nothing that I do on a public internet Everyone else is free to see. Okay. I'm not reporting on things that can get me killed. I'm not doing illegal um um federal violations, committing felonies. I'm not doing any kind of treasonous things. I'm not doing any kind of mass moving of money around or anything. I do a VPN just to see what I can do. And I don't even watch like BBC content. I don't even log into other countries so I can watch like Okay, I lie. I do watch UFC live pay-per-views. Okay, so I'm not perfect. Neither are you. Get over it. Okay, and one person kindly asked me uh, when I'm looking at this Mozilla VPN. Does that mean I'm giving up on private internet internet access? And the answer is hell no. Okay, if you thrive on security and a logless system that doesn't log anything, then you have to get PIA, Private Internet Access. It is one of the only. VPN companies that I have no problem in saying right now, late July, 2020 is some of the most trustworthy VPN companies that have ever existed. There's two, maybe three other ones that are in contention. but I get there right now, PIA will always right now be in the top two, three, top two or three. It's my top one. I use a VPN just to see what I can do. Okay. And Mozilla launched their VPN. It costs five bucks a month. Uh, like I think it is five devices. And I installed it the day it launched, which was at least now a week and a half, two weeks ago. I put it on my Android device because they don't have a Linux client ready. Sad trombone sound here. Uh, They do have a Windows version. They do have a Mac version. Um, So I put it on my Android device and I immediately started tunneling all my traffic through Sweden. Why Sweden? First off, why the hell not? Oh, but I guess more importantly, because in some respect, I trust their government's uh, lack of wanting to violate individual personal liberties, maybe a touch more than, you know, the current, well, no, this government from, from, for my entire life, basically to not want to basically intrude on it, individuals, personal liberties. So I've been going through Sweden. I am definitely shocked how at least 50% of the things I'm doing is faster, even though I'm coming out a, more than a quarter of the way around the world and then going to servers that are probably back in North America. My traffic, for the most part, over 50% of the things I do is clearly faster. The other 50% of the things are, I'll say, just as slow, not as fast. Um, so on July 16th is when they launched it. It, lo- it looks like I got it literally on July 16th. And the real reason I did it was simply this. If I am giving Mozilla money and Mozilla is doing something I don't like, and I contact them, Telling them I don't like what they're doing with the same email account that I'm using for Mozilla VPN, they are much more likely, much more likely to listen to anything I have to say, okay, R- versus some random stranger off the street kind of thing. Um, but the real reason I'm giving them money is we only have, really, in 2020, two browsers that are in contention. Yes, I know Opera still exists, but no... It really has no chance of winning right now. Yes, I know we have links. I know we have these all and all these other kinds of browsers on Linux that technically are not Chromium based, but they're not they're not in contention to be at all popular. The only two browser bases that have any chance of winning right now are Google Chrome or Chromium based browsers, which include Brave, which include um. Uh, Google Chrome, which include Chromium, which includes Microsoft edge, which includes Vivaldi, uh, everything. And then you have Firefox, which is just Firefox. Um, so anything that can have any possibility to fight the behemoth called Google Chrome and Chromium, I'm going to give them money. And I have, I give them over $25 a year now just because, and now I'm giving them $5 a month just because, and I'm going to keep doing it just because, um, I need other companies to contend with. I need other companies to put up the good fight. I need other companies out there to want to do better. And I want Google to, dare I say, look over their shoulder and know if they mess up too much, they're right there waiting to take the mantle away. I'm not going to say they're going to win. I'm not going to say Mozilla has a chance of winning, but at least they're doing something. And that's why I will keep giving Mozilla VPN five bucks a month. And if you want to, too, it's very easy. You just go to Mozilla.org, create a free account, request access to the VPN, and voila, in a couple of days, you'll get the notification that will ask you if you want to go pay for it. Now, when it's available on desktop, I'm going to try to use it when I watch my pay-per-views, my UFC pay-per-views, and see if my quality improves, because I'm going to believe it does. there's more than a couple of the streams and feeds that I've witnessed. They're obviously coming from countries other than mine. So, Maybe that'll make things better for, uh, you know, watching those, uh, good knockouts and a quick pause in a tangent. One other constant we have in this world is besides people being ingenuitive, uh, besides I believe people being nicer to each other. Um, I mean, there's no world wars going on. The inter, the, um, countries trying to kill other country. Seems like it's that a minimal to me. Not only that, but we have people literally being more humane to each other. Even when I talk about something like UFC, if you ever watch UFC back in like the early nineties versus today, it was a absolute horrific bloodbath compared to the class that's in the ring today. And I mean that for real. Um, I'm seeing unbelievable little amounts of broken bones. If a fighter does something that anybody deems classless, like after a bell blatantly pushing somebody, even or hitting somebody or spitting on somebody, they are kicked out of the league for life. Okay. It's now turned into a genuine, classy thing where people with genuine talent seem to do better rather than just barroom brawlers. So, tangent done, but I'm really liking what I'm watching with UFC. I got to say that. Okay. Now, this was another thing that literally caught my eye. Okay. It's Aurora. A-U-R-O-R-A, open source software. And the description says, Aurora OSS, uh, Aurora open source software, an organization that aims to build applications that are easy to use and beautiful to look at. Aurora apps are open source and do not collect any sort of user data. We build community. Okay. So it makes it sound like it's also a designer that cares about privacy that is open source and customization is available to you um the thing that caught me was they basically have a alternative to the google play store literally called aurora store a false client for the play store you click download you open it up voila you have open source application access in the play store as soon as you open the app though they warn you if you log in with your account Google might ban your account because technically, by using this application, you're violating their agreement. They are very upfront about which. Thank you, Aurora. Okay, so you can open up the app, choose not to log in with your account, and then you can basically browse the Google Play Store with very tight filters. For instance, you can say, "Only show me apps without ads." "Only show me apps without in-app purchases." Very nice searching features, indeed. Um. They also have two other apps on here. One is for Droid, which is a a unofficial F Droid app. If you don't know what F Droid is, basically think of it as the Google Play Store, except maintained and monitored for free open source projects. And that's it. It's not a Google profit driven center. It's a free open source Libra app store. Uh, Then they have the App Warden Management Utility. Uh, Basically think of it as like an advanced settings menu for all of your apps. And then it has it, aurora wallpapers um i like again people doing things different i like advanced searching features uh, a lot i really appreciate the uh, ability to open up a window do a search and then tweak 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 knobs to drill down deeper and farther into the application stores because here's one of the hidden things about the google play store this is the truth they suck at search on their own play store. And that's because they have a hidden knob in the back that controls everything. And that hidden knob is one of the things that they severely rate is how frequently do you put out updates? And when was your last update? What I mean by that is if you haven't updated your app in a year, even if you type the exact name of that app in you're going to have a hard time finding it because other people have put out more recent apps that, that have that name somewhere in their description. Um, I don't like the idea of er of newer immediately equals better. I can understand someone saying it could be better, but I do not agree with someone saying it basically has to be better. Um, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. I'll just say I'm highly skeptical that something new is obviously better than something that's not new. Okay. So this app I was actually, um, told about on discord. um, If you want to check us out on discord, please feel free to, uh, hang out with us there. Um, this app is called macro droid device automation. Aereo soft is the developer T for tools. Everyone contains ads and in app purchases. When I called the person out on that, they said, I've used this for hours. I've never seen any ads. Then they piped up. Oh, when you go in the app and click uh to for an in-app purchase, one of the in-app purchases was to get rid of the ads. And I want to say it was a buck forty. It wasn't that expensive at all. Um 4.3 average reviews, uh thirty-two thousand reviews. Wow, that's a pretty high number. Um updated July 27, 2020, 28 megs in size, one million plus installs. Current version 4.89.8.1 requires 4.0 Android and up, which is fine. Content rating E for everyone, I bet. Uh in-app purchases 250 to 10 bucks. So it might have been 250 for that in-app purchase. Um permission. This is going to need a fair amount of permissions, because again, this is a device automation thing kind of like Tasker. So it's going to need location, camera, contacts, calendar, photos, Wi-Fi, phone, device and app history, device ID, call information, SMS, microphone, identity, storage, and other. Now the dirty secret is it really doesn't need all these accesses. It will prompt you and ask you to grant access for these things. Only if these are the things that you really want to take advantage of this app with. So if you don't want this thing accessing your app, don't do any automation routines involving your mic and you have nothing to worry about. Um, I will say this is easily a hundred times better looking than anything I've seen in Tasker. If you're a Tasker developer, I'm sorry, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm right. Um, I'll say a very easy interface. Oh, yes. And the other in-app purchase was the ability to have an unlimited number of ability to go into their forums, perform a search, and download somebody else's automation routine. So hypothetically, you don't have to build nothing from scratch. That was the 250, I want to say, to where you could basically have an unlimited number of uh, going up to their place and downloading the automation routines. By default, I want to say you got six for free maybe six or eight automation routines for free. Um, again, this is a monitor for an event event happens and it triggers an action. And that's basically the gist of it kind of thing. Uh, like if an application gets launched, launch this other app or force the screen rotation is their example. Uh, when you're in this location, uh, shoot an SMS to this person saying, I'll be home for dinner soon. Uh, all, all kinds of automation. Um, Macro Droid, all one word, device automation. I will say this it does seem like a cool app, even though it says contains ads and in app purchases. Completely free to download, and you can pay to get the ads away, which is always good, in my opinion. Okay, last one on the list. I will just put it like this this is another one I found interesting, partially because it is a progressive web app, but partially because they promise no history, no logs, no nothing chat. Okay. You can go to emberclear.io, E-M-B-E-R-C-L-E-A-R.io. Okay. Then you can access this desktop, laptop, phone, whatever, Chromebook, put in your same credentials. Now they, the only reason I trust this is it looked like if you forgot your password, there is no such thing as a password recovery. Okay. I also was able to put in a 63 character password which means they're properly salting. Or they're properly hashing the password. Okay. If any website limits your number of characters, you put in as your password. That's a clear sign. They're not hashing your password, which means it's they're definitely not salting and hashing your password, which means they're not very great at doing their job Two, If they offer a password recovery, that means they have a password on file somewhere kind of thing. Um, The safest websites in the world have no password recovery and will have unlimited length of passwords because they're not storing your password. They're storing the hash of the password. This is a web app, progressive web app where you can simply log in the web interface and have encrypted chat end to end with no logs being kept and no history being kept. Whatever. If you need something completely on the side with complete security Ember chat E-M-B-E-R, am sorry, Ember EmberClear, E M B E R, C L E A R dot I O, There's nothing to install. Okay. Because here's the truth. If you had like, for instance, Signal installed, then the officials can look at your phone and say, you have Signal installed. What are you hiding? If you simply go into your browser and type in emberclear.io, then put your stuff in. And then when you're done, your session you clear your history, you clear your cookies, you clear your cache. No one will be able to tell that you were there, of course, except for your ISP, except of course, unless you're running a VPN like either Mozilla VPN or private internet access. So this is just one layer in an onion called security. Just another option I wanted to throw out there. Okay. So to do a quick roundup, we have on this show, uh, the brain behind pixels leaving. Lenovo Yogo X slash, uh, Android tablet or dual monitor. Uh, then we have the pre-order show me me five band. Then we have the 100 and 125 watt chargers. Then we have the smart watching, uh, smart watches and fitness trackers, double as earbud holders, which just brings us one step closer to Ivor's dream of a tablet watch. Uh, then we have Corning gorilla glass making ever changes. We have a good email with a couple apps there. Uh, we also have a good list of some progressive web apps. Then we have OpenScan, Buzzkill, Google Play Pass, Modifications, Microsoft Android Transformations, Mozilla VPN, Launches Finally, Aurora OOS, MacDroid, MacroDroid, and EmberClear. Uh, if you would like to contact us, please never hesitate, AAA at aaa.podness.com, or you can send us a voicemail at 7076podness.com. Uh, in the notes will be every single link that we could have brought to this show. Uh, we, we don't never have time to bring all of them. If you would like to partake in selecting what we bring to the show, I will be posting this uh, to the stream, to the feed live on YouTube before we go live every week. Now, if you would like to partake in this live show, uh, you can follow us on either Twitter, Facebook, Discord, other places, and we will post when we go live. We try to go live Thursday nights at 9 p.m., If you would like a guaranteed notification when we're going live, then you honestly have to join our patreon.com slash Android app addicts. If I'm out running with the wife on Thursday and i do not get home till 10 minutes before showtime and I only have time to post one place that we're going live, that's the place I'm going to, I'm always going to go to, to post live. Uh, And if you would like to just take a little dip into what kind of things I listen to, please check out the uh, newer podcast on our network already has over a hundred episodes. It's called, um, The Revolving Door, where I go over all of the podcasts that I subscribe to and all the content that I subscribe to in a very short, sub-three-minute podcast. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out. Uh, Red, Rob, uh, Captain Zero, uh, and uh, Mark. Thank you guys for coming out. I promise also to the live viewers, next week I will have a higher picture quality uh, on the screen. Uh, and We will talk to everyone again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the PodNuts Network. The theme for my show is everyday tech for everyday people. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.